Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to start with something super interesting, and it's time to give out my official Dummy of the Year Award. Yes, it goes to, are you ready for it, Trevor Daniel Jacob. Let's give him a round of applause. Trevor Daniel Jacob is his name. I've talked about him here on The Big Show before. In order to get likes, subscribe, views, and money, Jacob took off on a solo flight on November 24th, 2021 in Santa Barbara County, California. While the plane was in the air, he parachuted out of the plane with a video camera and a selfie stick. Why? Because he was promoting a wallet that they were paying him big money on YouTube to sponsor as a sponsor. So the plane, of course, without a pilot, crashed into the Los Padres National Forest. In December of 2021, Jacob and a friend allegedly chartered a helicopter to take them to the crash site and pick up all the remains of the airplane and take it back to Santa Maria, California, where Jacob's pickup truck was waiting. And then Jacob cut up the plane and put it in the garbage in a whole bunch of bits and pieces, which the NTSB was like, no, that is totally against all the rules. Uh, Just a little update to his story. Trevor is going to prison for six months, for six months. Can't you imagine going through all of that just to get a sponsorship and on YouTube? Crazy stuff. Hey, listen, you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And to those of you joining us for the first time, a warm welcome to you. We're thrilled to have you aboard and to our loyal listeners, a welcome back. I'm, of course, Kim Commando, America's digital goddess. It's the biggest show. It's the best show. It's the most trusted show about all things digital. And you can find me on over 420 top stations across the United States. You can also find us as a podcast, as a webcast over at commando.com. Just hit that big button that says Commando Community. And a big hello and Merry Christmas and salute goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, reaching over 375,000 U.S. service members serving in 175 countries and 200 ships at sea. And I know that you have at least a few questions that I can lend a hand to, and our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And I need two things from each and every one of you. Number one is one, tell one person about the show and podcast. That's all, because after all, as I like to say, knowledge is power. And number two, I want to hear from you. You can always drop me your messages over at the website, commando.com, and hit that link that says email Kim. All right, just for you, dear heart, I go to at least now 40 different websites every single day to make sure we're both up to date about all things digital. And here are the top five things you need to know that are happening right now. Now, if you're nearing retirement or you're retired already, you really need to be on the lookout. You need to warn your older adult family members about this too, because AI scams are just exploding that have to do with social security. Uh, Just this week, there was a video of Snoop Dogg telling everyone that the U.S. is sending everyone a free $6,400 right now to get this payout in under 48 hours. It's completely free. You need to click here. Hit that ATM up. Get that car you want. Take your wifey on a shopping spree. Okay. Uh, The government is not giving us $6,400, okay? Uh, With just a few seconds of audio, AI software is cloning voices. Scammers pose against somebody who you may know. They say that there's a sense of urgency, a problem or prize. And so just remember, 
don't fall for this. There's no such thing as free money, all right, especially from the government. Mm, I know. Uh, number two, there's a reason I kept reminding you not to give your DNA to 23andMe. Do you remember how the company back in October, they had a data breach and they said, nah, this is no big deal. Don't worry about it. It only impacted 14,000 customers out of our 14 million customers. And so, you know, don't, it's, 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 it's really just really something we shouldn't even be talking about. Well, as it turns out this past week, the company told TechCrunch that the real number of folks affected is, ready for it, 7 million. It's not 14,000, 7 million. 7 million out of the, out of the 14 million. DNA information includes not just DNA, personal names, relationship labels, uh, ancestry reports, goes on and on and on. So what I want you to delete your 23andMe account. You head into your account settings, submit a deletion request, and then confirm that request in an email that's going to be sent to you from 23andMe. Uh, number three on our list, has ChatGPT finally met its match? This is really something. Google released their ChatGPT competitor called Gemini. And I thought, well, I wonder if it's really any good. Let's just see. So let me take you back about a year ago when ChatGPT was first announced. And I went on, I went on it and I said, is Kim Commando her real name? And it came back and said, no, she made that name up because her real name is Kimberly and Tomlin. And she chose Commando because of the computer stuff. And it's like a command prompt. went on and on and on. So I thought, well, let's see what Gemini says. So Gemini came in and said, yes, Kim Commando's name is her real name, although it's unusual. She has a birth certificate where she proved it. Her grandparents immigrated to the United States from the Ukraine. Their last name was shortened at Ellis Island. She's uh, she explains that the commando name can be traced back to Cossack warriors from the late 16th century. It goes on and on and on. And then it links to sources that confirmed every word and then popped out a picture of me. Okay, let me tell you something. ChatGPT, ah, Google has outdone you. You better get going. Uh, moving on to number four, let's talk about celebrities unwittingly associated with fake news. The list is out from 2023 from the good folks over at ExpressVPN. Uh, they found at the top of the list is Elon Musk. Research found nearly 158,000 engagements, likes, comments, shares with fake news about Musk. Next were Messi and Ronaldo, some big soccer scars. Uh, in fifth place is, you ready for it, Meghan Markle, Tom Brady, and Michael Jordan. And ExpressVPN, that says, for every fake news post shared, at least 100 eyeballs go with it. So remember, always double-check the sources in the news. And finally, this coming in at number five. Well, this is something that I totally would have done if I were 10 or 12 years old. Apparently, kids are make, making pitch decks for their Christmas list because they're not writing letters to Santa anymore. They stream their PowerPoint presentations to mom and dad right in the living room on the TV. And they explain everything that they want with pictures and links. Well, here, take a listen to this gal. I now present to you my Christmas we have sizes and photos. And the names. Okay. And if you click on a link. We have links. You click on it, and then it takes you to the website to buy them. Wow, you made it so easy for me. Boom. Yes, the, the kids are making it super easy to buy. That's right, they're doing 
PowerPoint presentations. Isn't that something? Speaking of, why did the PowerPoint presentation cross the road? Why did the PowerPoint presentation cross the road? Anybody? To get to the other slide. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, going to school has changed over the years. I mean, if you're going to school right now, the kids are definitely online. They have to check their test scores. They're scouting colleges. They're ordering anything under the sun, their books, their yearbooks, uh, keeping tabs on what's going on in the high school. Everything's all happening online. But what you may not know is while they're doing all this essential stuff for school, guess who else is in their back pocket? Ah, yes, Facebook. They're being tracked. I know, it's just crazy. Every time you turn around, Facebook is tracking yet somebody in some other way or fashion. Well, journalist Cohen Letcher and his team over at The Markup, they made a really big discovery. And when I read about this, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to have Colin on the shows to make sure that we all understand what's going on. Here's the deal. They found that Facebook, they have something called a Metapixel Tracker on all these websites that students go to, targeting, get this, from kindergarten all the way to college. Yeah, we're not just talking about any sites. We're talking about the platforms that the kids have to use almost every single day to get their school-related tasks done. Well, Colin's joining us here today on The Big Show, and thanks for being here. Um, and let's start at the very beginning. What exactly is a Metapixel? So the Metapixel is a little tiny bit of code that Facebook makes freely available to anybody who wants it to put on their website. And what it does is when someone puts that code on their website and a visitor comes to that website, it can track all kinds of information about the visitor. It can determine what pages they viewed, if they bought something, um, if they potentially filled out a form or clicked on a certain button. and that people who own those websites can then use that information to reach out to people later on Facebook and try to reach them with ads. And advertising is obviously the big business on Facebook. Do you have any idea how much Facebook makes in advertising a year? Uh, I don't have the number in front of me, but that's Facebook's primary business. It's in, When you think about it, it's really an advertising website. And so it's billions upon billions. Of course. And I mean, and that's why it's free for everybody to use. And because it is free, uh, they have to pay for it somehow. And so that's why they start collecting all this information. And, you know, people, when they think of data collection, they expect it while they're on Facebook, but they may not expect the data tracking when they're on somebody else's website. That's exactly right. And it's important to highlight that this happens whether or not you have a Facebook account. If you're just somebody who's just browsing the Internet and you come across one of these websites that has a pixel on it, your information is probably going to be tracked and this is so pervasive. It's on millions of websites across the Internet. You've almost certainly run into them in the past. You know, people kind of complain about, uh, oh, I tried to buy this thing on this shopping website and now it's chasing me around the Internet. It's on Facebook. <laughs> it's wherever I go. And this is really one of the reasons for that. It's because your information might have been tracked through a pixel and that person who put it on their website wants to find you later on Facebook. Now that we know what the, what the Metapixel is, 
Talk to us about what's going on on these educational websites. Um, this is so pervasive and you can kind of understand why somebody who's maybe selling ugly boots would want to put this on their website to try to sell those boots to you on Facebook later. But what we found looking at these really popular educational websites is that these services that are really essential for students are also using the Metapixel for reasons that are a little bit unclear. So if you're familiar with the ACT, it's kind of like the SAT, it's the big standardized test sure. that a bunch of high school students take as a part of getting into college. They use the Metapixel, for example, and we found that it was tracking things like uh, demographic information on the students. So they would come in and put in their name and email address and information on maybe their ethnicity, and that was all getting transmitted to Facebook. And so when we asked them about it, they immediately took it down. In the privacy policies and the terms and conditions of these websites, did it ever list that this Metapixel would be part of this whole experience when you use the website? Um, if it did, we didn't see them on all of these websites, or at least not that explicitly. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times websites like this will sort of have something very broad that kind of indemnifies them against or at least attempts to identify them against anything like this. But, you know, the name Metapixel in any of the reporting we've done on this pretty much never comes up. Now, what about the Child Online Protection Act? Does it go against, you know, tracking kids, having kids under the age of 13? I mean, do, is there any anything going on with that? Yeah. So like you said, there's this law called APA, and that's pretty much one of the few big privacy laws that we have in the United States. And if you're under 13 years old, your data is not supposed to be tracked online. Um, but it's a pretty specific, narrow slice of the law. It really has to be really sort of specific types of information that are sent. When, when you reached out to Facebook, did they have any comments? Did they say anything? Um, they did. We've actually, this is something we've been reporting on for the past year, I should add. We've seen this on tax websites. We've seen it on other educational websites. We've seen it on healthcare websites. And they've basically given us the same answer every single time, which is it's really the businesses and organizations' responsibility who are using the Metapixel oh. to not send us this information. And so they really, to be frank, sort of pass the buck to these companies and say, it's their responsibility to not send us this. We don't want it. But in practice, what we're finding in our reporting over the past year is that this data still gets sent all the time, even despite that warning from Facebook. See, you have to use the Common App. I mean, you really do. Um, I mean, I remember walking my son through and, you know, just picking out college. I mean, that's just the way that you apply to college. That's the way that you get your SAT score, your, your ACTs, whatever it may be. And, and it's really kind of great when you think about it because you, you don't have to apply to all these individual colleges and universities. You can just throw that sucker right up there and say, here I am. The one of the earliest stories that we did on this was actually about the um, free, the FAFSA form. So this is the financial aid form that all students applying for colleges have to basically use. Um, that was sort of our initial story on this. And that was using the Metapixel as well and sending uh, potentially sensitive information on students. And so you know, it's really everywhere. And that's another example of something. If you're a student, you just had to use this. You had no other choice and you had to forfeit your data because of that. So is there anything that you can do? Anything? I mean, can you can you block the Metapixel? Can you use a, a VPN? I, is there or is it just so embedded? Um, the good news is that ad blockers do 
Um, you can find ad blockers out there, widely available ones that uh, block the pixel. So I would recommend um, anyone who's really interested in privacy look into those. Well, Colin, thanks for being here. Um, appreciate you sharing your studies with us and what you found. And keep us posted on whatever you uncover next, because this is really great stuff. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Hey, you can read the entire story over at themarkup.org. Once again, it's themarkup.org. If you are in an educational setting, this is definitely something that you want to read. Again, themarkup.org. All right, it's getting cold out, right? So what about snow and weather alerts and notifications? Now, if you're on an iPhone, head to the Apple Weather app, and then once you're there, tap the folded open map symbol at the bottom left corner, and that's where you can see rolling forecasts of snow and rain, along with just a slew of other weather details. You also want to turn on weather notifications. That's all in your settings menu. Now, Android owners, I am not leaving you out in the cold. Google's weather app is baked right into the Google app on your Android phone. Simply add a separate widget to your home screen to get the latest weather updates. And by the way, you can set up notifications in here too. It just seems like every other day, I'm reading some story about somebody who is getting snagged on a hidden spy cam, right? So if you are renting through Airbnb, uh, Verbo, or whatever it may be, you need to be on the lookout for these things because they can be placed in anything from a working power outlet, a humidifier to a TV remote. Now, if you rent through Airbnb, cameras are allowed in public spaces and common spaces, but not bathrooms or bedrooms. Now, Verbo forbids indoor cameras altogether. So how do you find these things? You turn off the lights, you slowly scan the room. You can get an RF detector to find these wireless cameras you might not see. Or you can use a free program like Wireless Network Watcher that shows you the complete list of all the gadgets connected to a home's network. Now, for links to my recommended RF detector and a whole lot more, just visit my site over at commando.com with a K, of course. Dwayne in Knoxville, Tennessee, glad to have you with us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. Long time listener, about twenty years. I guess about twenty years ago, my dad turned turned on to you. He said, "You got to hear this person." So we've been listening ever since. So. Oh, well, that's fabulous. Thank you. Very kind of you. Very kind of you. So, how can I help you? Uh, my wife and I started a uh, luxury airport car service uh, about six years ago, and been very blessed and overwhelmed with uh, with business, which is great and wonderful. But I am out of control. We do it, we do it all by text, which is odd. Most people does it by apps or software on the computer, and uh, I found my, my customer or clients love it by the text. It's fast and simple, but text is like overwhelming my life as far as organization. I've not found anything that I can organize text with to make notes or tag people or anything for my own personal organization, um, just uh, asking for help in that texting world. Yeah, you know, it, it, it gets to be a bit of a nightmare. How many customers do you have? Uh, customer base right now is over 5,000. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Congratulations. That's amazing. We've been, we've been, been very blessed. We've been very blessed. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. And you guys are trying to do this on text message? Uh, we, say it again. You're trying to coordinate and organize all this on texting? Well, we, we have this far. We actually bought some very expensive uh, limo software once upon a time and 
I got complaints from guys in the corporate world. Most of our people are corporate clients, and they'd say, why did you change? And we like texting. It's fast and simple. And they talk about other companies in other cities, and they say, well, you try to download apps, and they don't. They get problems. They have to go online, and they have to put all their information in, and they lose it and have to do it again. And he says, everybody just tells me with the text, it's just so simple, so fast, so simple. And uh, we just want to keep doing what we're doing. I don't want to change the way I'm doing it, but but it's just uh, it's just overwhelming as far as trying to organize anything is impossible text-wise. You know, it, it is, because like you said, it's just, it gets to, and I'm sure with all these customers, and I know that people want to be able to text you and be able to book, but with a, a customer base of 5,000, that's, you know, that's really substantial. That's really, congratulations. It is. Uh, it is. <laughs> um, are, what kind of phone are you using? Uh, the iPhones, okay. and iPads and iPhones, yeah. Okay. Um, a couple of thoughts. You could use Google Voice, and you could, it's, although you probably don't want to do this because you're going to have to set up a separate business number, so you don't want to do that, right? Uh, but with Google Voice, it works on iPhones and iPads, well as Androids, but you can organize text into categories, you can search them. It has voicemail transcriptions, personalized greetings, and you can have like a Google Voice number on your iPhone. And then, you know, if this Google Voice text comes through, it's that it's for the business and it's not your wife asking you to bring home milk on your way home type of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I really think you're at a point where, oh, I know you said you bought expensive limo software, but I want you to look at a couple of others. OK, just okay. just promise me. One is called Gazoop. It's a G-A-Z-O-O-P. What I think I like about it is that it allows customers to book via text message. Uh, okay. And it's really designed for private, for higher companies, which is what you are. It's dispatch software. Um, it will also allow you to do some invoicing, and it in integrates with QuickBooks. So if you could start managing some of your business that way, maybe you can eliminate some of the work that you have to do twice. Yeah, right? I actually use QuickBooks now, yeah. yeah. Um, another one that I'd like you to look at is um, Taxi Caller. Okay. Uh, and another, the third one is called iCabby, and that's I and then C-A-B-B-I, iCabby. Um, mm -hmm. All of these allow customers to book via SMS, and then it also has detailed reportings. What I like about Taxi mm -hmm. Caller and also Gazoop is that you can have a customer database. And so what's nice about that, and, you know, I know that you remember – the really great customers and you remember the really bad customers, right? Right. I'm sure you can give me their names right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but it allows you to put other notes in there. So that's the, that's the key I'm looking for there. What you just said, the other notes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you can put other notes in there, you know, as far as slow pay, no pay, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, always has a whole bunch of luggage, better get a luggage cart, you know, type of thing. Uh, comes with a big 90-pound golden retriever dog that leaves hair oh, all yeah. over. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be me, by the way. When you pick me up, the dog comes with me. So I know. And every time I'm, I, I get a ride to the airport, the guy looks at me like, and like the last driver, he was wearing black pants. And he's like, mm -hmm. can you like leave the dog, put the dog over there? Because I don't like <laughs> hair on my pants. I'm like, it's okay. I'll give you like a little thing. You can take the hair off. You know, it's a little really pulley thing. Okay. <laughs> So I, I think you've outgrown the solution, basically. I've been afraid of that, yes. And if you're going to take your business to the next level, is that we've got to make sure that we have the foundation to do that, because otherwise you're just going to get overwhelmed. Because you want to be able to keep growing, you want to add more cars to the fleet, and you want to be able to start 
you know, maybe going to the local airport, then the, another regional airport, an executive term, whatever it may be. I know you're probably already doing that, but just outside that immediate right. area. Right. So take a look at Gazoop and then Taxi Caller and then iCabby. And if you need anything afterwards, Dwayne, just give me a call. And again, wow, congratulations. I love, I love entrepreneurial success stories. So proud of you guys. Now that's a success, right? 5,000 customers in just a few years. And speaking of limo drivers, I don't know if you know the story, but Elvis Presley once asked his limousine driver, hey, do you own this limo or do you work for the company? And the limo driver said, oh, you know, it's no big deal. I work for the company. And Elvis actually said, well, you own it now. That's right. The limo driver's tip was the limo itself. Isn't that something? All right. Survey out this past week. Uh, One in four Americans still fall for scams. They say 55% in the Citibank survey say that their financial institutions are a trusted fraud and scam prevention authority. Hey, they say that, but... Only two-thirds of people check their bank accounts. What? That's right. One-third of the walking don't do this basic adulting task. And so if you are one of those people who are not checking your bank's statements or your accounts, make sure you set up fraud alerts that can come by text or email. Uh, Americans also polled said that phishing and bank impersonation scams, they can actually, they get it at least 50% of the time right. They know that it's a scam. But 13% said I'm not really sure if it is a phishing scam. So be sure that you're actually using your common sense and make sure that you're on the lookout for any notes that pretend to be an organization that you know there's a problem, there's a prize. It's, there's always a sense of urgency. And 71% of adults who fell for victim scans said it did a number on, the, on their overall financial health. Yeah, no kidding to that. So again, just be on the lookout. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, Donna in Durango, Colorado. I have a question regarding platforms for web pages. Sure. Uh, I had I had some help setting up my web page, and they placed it on Weebly.com, and they chose that platform because it was free. Mm-hmm. And I'm of the opinion that there's no such thing as free in this world. So um, I just I don't know that that's where I need to be. My question is, how does Weebly uh, relate to the other platforms out there for housing your uh, your web page in terms of the public uh, seeing it. So, is this a business e-commerce site? What kind of website is it? It, it is for business. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not a fan of these type of domains. I don't think that they're good for what's called search engine optimization. Okay. Uh, I think you're always better off having. Donna's great business in Durango, Colorado.com. Okay. Or whatever it may be, uh, instead of on this free platform. Uh, and again, cause you said there's always downsides for free and it's just that it doesn't look good either. It has a bad, you know, it just looks like amateur hour really that you can't get your own domain. So what you want to do is you can register your own domain. 
Uh, and then Weebly also has a paid service that they can. So if somebody types in Donna's great business at DurangoColorado.com is that it would actually go to your Weebly address. But by far, if you're going to be in business, you have to do it the right way. Okay. The right way is, is that you, uh, you build your website and you have a hosting service, uh, could even be the domain name provider. Uh, and then you have one great website address that's easy to remember, easy to say, reflective of whatever you're trying to accomplish with this website. And, uh, and you go that route. Because again, it just looks it, it just looks bad that you if you're going to be online and if you're going to be in business, you have to do it the right way. And the right way is again that that you have a professional image, and that professional image is a clear domain that shows exactly who you are, what you're doing, has all the components for search engine optimization, including an about box and the physical address and the footers and. Uh, maybe a hamburger menu on the left-hand side and good stuff like that. So uh, my recommendation is that you get get away from this free website and uh, just do like the rest of the world's doing. Just have a great domain and a great business site. And Donna, thank you for your call. All right, let's see. Stephen in Columbia, South Carolina. Hello, Kim. Hope you're doing well. First of all, I enjoy seeing your columns in the Daily Mail. And uh, millions of people must see them. That's very cool. Oh, you know what? I was so excited. I have to tell you, Stephen, I got uh, this message from the editor of the Daily Mail who uh, just sent me a, a random note on LinkedIn and said, I've been following you. I've been reading your stuff. Would you like to write for us? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was so excited. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for, for reading my stuff in the Daily Mail. Oh, it looks great. Okay. My question today is someone, one that I think other people have. I got my first iPhone was an iPhone 6, and I got it because my Android just burned up, and I lost many precious photos, um, so I didn't have an, an, opportun- uh, an option, so I got an iPhone, and I began keeping photos and printing out the ones I want, and now I've got an iPhone 14 and two new grandchildren and thousands of photos, and even though I saved them in the cloud as well, I see these commercials on TV and different things for these sticks or memory Mm -hmm. sticks that you stick in the phone. It captures all the photos and videos so you don't lose them. And then you can watch them on another device. But many of them seem to indicate, and maybe I'm reading it incorrectly, that they actually remove the photos from your phone. And I don't want that to happen. I want to be able to save them on a stick of some type and then update Mm -hmm. that stick, you know, six months in the future. And uh, I don't care how much it costs. I just need you to tell me what to get. Okay. Well, you know, the good news is, is that, uh, well, gosh, years ago, if you wanted to buy a one terabyte drive, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's going to cost you a thousand dollars. Okay. But not anymore. You can buy a SanDisk one terabyte drive. little drive for $109. It's on sale right now because I was just looking at them like thinking maybe I should buy one for some backup stuff that I need. But one of the things I do want to caution you on is that, you know, these are USB sticks and they are prone to get lost, right? Uh, They are not as, you know, they're not as data uh, proven as you'd say putting everything in the cloud. Uh, You know, I personally store everything in the cloud 
and I have a backup of a time machine on my Mac, and then I have everything all synced up inside this whole Apple atmosphere. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, they don't like it. I don't – I wouldn't recommend these sticks that you see advertised on TV. I just don't find them to be very reliable, and the reviews that I've read aren't always – so positive. So, but I do know SanDisk. And so you're going to buy this one terabyte extreme drive. Uh, and then you're going to need an adapter, a USB-A to a lightning adapter. And don't worry about this. I'm going to send you some links when we get off the phone. Great. And then also, uh, you know, uh, there's a guide that will walk you through using only a USB drive on your iPhone to back up all your photos. But just keep in mind that, as you mentioned, just in case everybody is anybody else who's listening, is that these drives allow for backup transfer of files. They're, they're not intended to remove or change the files on the phone itself. They, they create copies and they uh, leave the originals intact on your device. And so, uh, Stephen, hang on the line and we're going to send you out that links to that SanDisk uh, one terabyte drive, the USB adapter, and also a little how-to on how to set all this up. And thank you for your call. And thanks for checking out what we're writing for Daily Mail. Just a really huge website. And I know it's based in the UK, but... It's also really big here in the United States. And I actually pulled some numbers. And they have like 400 million uh, users every single month, which is so incredible. And Stephen, again, thank you for your call. All right. The holidays are here. Packages are on the way. And you know what that means? Mm, so are the scams. The Better Business Bureau is warning about an old scam. It has a new twist. It starts like this. You get a text that says, hey, I'm Steve from UPS. I can't find your house to make a delivery. Could you call me back? So you call the number, the scammer will ask you to confirm a lot of details, your name, your address, uh, your credit card information, and maybe even ask like, are you home? Will you be home later? Are you going out for the holidays? You want, where do you want me to put your packages when you're not here? Okay, don't fall for it. If you have any questions about your orders, just go over to where you bought it and then sign in and go to your orders. And there's probably going to be a tracking number along there. So if you do have any questions, just call the company directly on their official customer service line. Do not Google that, by the way. That's another way that you get scammed. I know. Sometimes I just some like bad news here, but I do have to keep you alert and warned. And don't forget, knowledge is power. You can find me always at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.